we're still talking about the love issues because we love love. Love without limits. That's what verse has, I mean, laid foundations in the previous Sundays. Last week, he was talking about loving our enemies and the lack, but we're taking this from Matthew chapter number five, where Jesus is very clear to say, you have heard that it was said. You know, all of us here come from a background that has spoken or said a lot of things to us about a lot of things. You have heard your culture say, you have heard your tradition say, you have heard religion say, you have heard politics say, you have heard your peers, your friends, your aunts, your whoever say, you have heard education say, you have heard philosophy, psychology, sociology say, science has also spoken. So Jesus is coming into that background, said you have heard what it has been Said by whatever said anything to you, but I say, yeah, I Jesus, as your Lord and Savior, I say, because you are my disciples, because you are my followers, I say this concerning the same things that you have heard, I say something different. Where we were in verse 43, it says, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I say to you, my followers, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Completely different. Ladies and gentlemen, what I need us to understand this morning is that Christianity is a different walk from what you have been used to. Following Jesus is a different thing from what you have been taught or socialized through or learned. When you decide to follow Jesus, you are not just changing a tune, you are turning away completely. You have been going this direction, but when you come to Jesus, you turn. You take another turn, another direction, because it is a new way. It is a new way of doing things. It's a new way of loving. That's why the Bible says, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creation. The new creation does not follow the ways of the old creation. The new creation follows the new way of the new creation. And that new way is what Jesus says. That's why Mary in John chapter 2, the mother of Jesus, would say to people, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Because he has come to say to us, this is how you are going to live life as my followers, as my disciples, as the kingdom of God. We need to understand that the kingdom of God is completely different from other kingdoms. 
completely different. And the kingdom of God is a kingdom of love. Because God is love. You cannot worship and fully know God if you don't understand that he is the God of love. Not only the God of love, he is love himself. Let's read together 1 John chapter number 4. So we can get something. It's not going to come up there. It's in your Bibles. First John chapter number 4, verse 7. The Bible says, But let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and, God, and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God is he? That's why we will always say, do you know that the devil is unable to love? What he presents to you as love is fake. Because the devil can't be God. And he cannot do God. That's why the love of the world is always temporal. And has need things to pump it up. Yeah? Love in the world must have things to be pumped up. If you withdraw things, it is no longer there. Because it is temporal. But with God, he is love. He cannot stop loving because he cannot cease to be himself. When you come to God, you have come into love. And his desire for you and me is to walk in him without ceasing. And when you walk in him, you are walking in love. That's why Ephesians chapter 5, let me just show you. Let's go there. It's not going to come up. But it's in your Bible. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, would say, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. Be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love. As believers, we don't imitate the world. Neither do we imitate the church nor the papas and the bishops there. But we imitate God. And when we imitate God, we walk in love because he is love. He cannot be found outside love because love is his nature. And his children, therefore, are children of love. You and me are lovers. You and me are capable of loving to the very end because we have the spirit of God who is love in us. We have the spirit of love in us. There is no excuse of not loving me this morning. If you have the spirit of God and if you are an imitator of God, 
The kingdom business is loving, is love. That's why Paul will say in 1 Corinthians 13, there are three. Yeah? Three of these, faith, hope, and love. And the biggest of these is because faith works by love. And hope is begged by love. If you remove love, there is no faith. The kingdom of God does not know how to function without love. The biggest currency, the only currency in the kingdom is love. Love motivates who we are. It motivates what we do. And it motivates our faith. So we are a people of love. Can I ask you this morning to honor your neighbor and just say to them, I love you. But listen, the love kingdom or the love of this kingdom is not only spoken. Mm -mm. It must be done. Because the kingdom of God is a kingdom of actions. It's a kingdom of deeds. Our love does. Our love creates. Our love forces us to go an extra mile. Our love forces us to be here. We are here because we are compelled by love and not religion. And not coffee. And not anything else. But love. The love of our father and the love for one another. Are you hearing me this morning? I'm just laying a, a building on what verse said. So the love of our kingdom, ladies and gentlemen, is unconditional love. You need nothing to love me. Jesus gave it all to you. By virtue of this that you love Jesus, therefore you love it's unconditional. I don't have to give you anything to love me. The love of the kingdom is forgiving. Our love forgives. You cannot follow and pursue Jesus still carrying crutches. Hundred years old crutches. They're not yours. That's none of your business. Throw it away. The, this kingdom is about forgiving. It's about loving and forgiving. Love forgives. Love equalizes. Did you know that on the cross, he equalized everyone who would come to him because of love? Are you with me this morning? The love of the kingdom is undiscriminating. It doesn't discriminate. It has no Jew, it has no Greek. It has no black, it has no white. It has no Zulu, it has no Koza. It has no Shona, it has no Ndebele. It equalizes. In the kingdom of God, we are one people. Brother and sister. Brethren in love. Are you hearing me? Not because we choose it. He chose it. That's why the Bible says we are a chosen generation. A generation that does what God has given us. We are not a generation by the doing of men. 
We are a generation by the blood of Jesus. By the finished work on the cross of Calvary. We are chosen not to hurt but to love. Do you know that the whole world is sick and there is only one medicine to the sickness of the world? Love. True love. Pure love. Calvary love. Which comes through the spirit of the living God. The Bible says the world, the sick world, will know that you here are my disciples by this that you love one another. And maybe if I were to ask you a question this morning, how much do you love one another? Here, King City. How much do we love one another? Hacking is not enough. It's part of it. Kissing is not enough. It's part of it. Sitting next to each other is not enough. It's part of it. My challenge this morning is can we go deeper? So that they can see Jesus in us. Because Jesus is love. You cannot manifest Jesus in division, in disunity, in hatred in conflict, in gossip, in pulling one and another down. No, you're not manifesting Jesus. You're manifesting the ruler of this world. His name is Satan, Diabolos, the ancient serpent, and the father of all lies. We don't belong to him, and we can't witness for him. Hello. This morning, I want to help you release the grudges in your hearts. What is your grudge? Tribal? Racial? A broken relationship? Witchcraft? Jealous? What's your grudge? That which you heard in the past has changed because Jesus says to you, love one another. Forgive one another. Are you here this morning? Let's move on. The kingdom love is a restoring love, ladies and gentlemen. If we walk in the fullness of this love, we are restored and they will restore others. When you walk in love, you will never leave another Christian or another person here down and broken. You will pick them up and walk with them. In this race, we are not competing. We are complementing one another. And we walk together step by step until we hit the finishing line. In this kingdom, no one runs ahead of others. We run together as a family. That's the call and that's the nature and that's the business. Who are you pulling forward with or who are you running with? Or you are running ahead and standing and looking back and saying, Lord, they have no faith, those ones. It's me who has faith. I'm not sure. That's not how we do business in my father's kingdom. 
Here you will learn to pick others. Who are you picking up? In the kingdom of God, we don't mock those who have been, been befallen by misfortunes. No, we don't mock them. We pick them up. We cover them up. We surround them with love. We encourage them. We inspire them. Rise up, my brother. It is well. Let's keep running. You can fall seven times in this kingdom and still rise. And the righteousness of the Lord is still upon you. That's the goodness of our God. But guess what? We need people who understand the love of Calvary. It picks up everyone. Even those who were killing him. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. God loves unto death. Because his love is stronger than death. Stronger than the power of death. Are you prepared to love? Till you drop dead. This love is sacrificial love. This love is not a banana love. It's the blood of Jesus' love. You with me this morning? This love affirms. It's an affirming love. When did you last affirm the person next to you? Speaking words of affirmation. You are doing well, my sister. You're doing well, my brother. Keep the faith. Keep running. Keep doing the business of the kingdom. When did you last affirm? We need affirmation. All of us here. No one here who can say I have outgrown affirmation. No. We will affirm you until we close your eyes and say goodbye. We will see you on the other side. Let's be that people who affirm one another, who don't despise one another, who don't discourage one another, who promote the goodness of God in others. Hallelujah. You heard me this morning. The love of the kingdom is a sincere love. Pure love. Seeks nothing but to glorify God. That's the love we run with. And that's the love we will have to run with. If we are going to be a group of people or a church that has the presence of God in us, we will open our doors for love. The doors of our hearts and everything else. Because the kingdom functions by love. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Don't keep quiet. Christianity, ladies and gentlemen, is a call to love. Unnatural love. You have been taught how to love. What's there for me? That's the love of the world, isn't it? Yeah? But here, no. In the kingdom, no. You don't love to get. You love to glorify. And after all, when you love, not to get, you get. Your motive for love is not benefits. Your motive for loving is glorifying and worshiping God. And when you do so, he gives. Because he is a rewarder. Of those who diligently seek him. And those who diligently seek him walk in love. 
and imitate him. Are you there? And the Bible says, love your enemies. Romans 12. Let's read Romans 12. This one will appear for you. This one will appear for you. We're starting from verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Rejoice with those who rejoice. We're talking about love, eh? Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with lowly. Huh? Go down. Never be wise in your own sight. Because being wise in your own sight is a sign of foolishness. Being wise in your own sight is being pompous. In my language, we say you use chais for beating your chest, is promoting yourself, is lifting yourself up instead of lifting who? Jesus up. You, you cannot do that and claim to be walking in love. Let's go on. Repay no one for evil. This is where I want us to see a few things this morning. But give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceable with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vigency is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Repay no one evil for evil. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth of the matter is, even if we are Christians, sometimes we do evil one to another. Hello? Even if you are anointed hundred times with the anointing from Palestine, people will do evil to you. You are living in an evil world. And you are surrounded by evil every way. You hear evil every day. You see evil every day. Yeah? Being at church does not, you know, exclude you from being evilly treated. I don't know about you. I am... I receive evil treatment almost everywhere in the world, on the streets, driving, wherever. But the key is how you respond to evil as a Christian. You are not going to stop evil coming your way. Mm -mm. Don't even waste time praying to God to take away evil from my way. No, evil shall always be there because it is the DNA of the world. And you are in the world that is evil. So the enemy will throw evil at you left, right, and center. But the key is how you respond. To those whom the enemy has used as agents of inflicting evil to you. Remember the devil uses people. And God uses people. <laughs> Yeah? 
So when the devil does evil to you, it's not Satan himself coming and walking in on two legs, but it's my brother Clive. <laughs> Do you see that? And so in a sense, you are dealing with the, the brother. That's where the trick lies. We do not fight flesh and blood. If you don't know that, you begin to shoot Clive down. You begin to step him. You begin to insult him and do everything else. And you miss God. Do not repay evil with evil. But you repay evil with good. That's where the difficult assignment lies. Doing good to somebody who is doing wrong to you. It is it's unhuman. Yeah. It's not natural. Didn't you hear the Bible say the weapons of our warfare are not canal? They are mighty in God, not in your understanding or in your wisdom or education, but in God. Carnal, they means they are not natural, they are not common. They don't make sense. You see, the things of the Lord don't make sense to the learned, to the wise of this world. They are extremely foolish. That's why when you do them, people say, this one is mad. Because God's things are Simple, mundane, foolish things. How can I let somebody clap me twice? Pa, and then pa. And I'm a man. But he expects you. That's what he expects. The challenge we are facing as Christians today is that we sometimes or in many cases put Jesus aside and respond the way of the world. And when we do that the devil takes advantage because what he is aiming at is derailing you from doing that which glorifies Jesus. And before you know it you are doing exactly what Satan wants you to do. And guess who is celebrating? The devil. But when the word is clear, don't, don't do good. Extend the hand. Keep greeting. Keep smiling. If you have somebody here you had to take, go and give them coffee. Oh, hey, coffee. Go and do coffee and say, hi, here's coffee. Is that too hard? If you love Jesus, you have the capacity. Didn't you hear what the Bible says? Hmm? In Philippians, I think it's Philippians 3 or Philippians 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can give my enemy coffee. Through Christ who strengthens me. I can hug my enemy. I can kiss them on the cheek. Yeah? I can give them money for bus fare. Yeah? Do you know what that means? Let's go on with this scripture. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. 
Don't rejoice when your enemy is dying of hunger. That is ungodly. That's not an act of love. It's an act of banditry. You're doing exactly like the enemy. Your duty is to go and defeat them. Give them food. Your best food. <laughs> Give them your clothes. <laughs> there is a reward. It says if he is thirsty, give him something to drink. Give him something. It could be water. It could be your wine. It could be milk for kids. Yeah? Give him something to drink. This is your enemy. Don't say, ah, you will die of thirst. I have plenty of water. There's no Jesus in that. If you are a follower of the Lord Jesus, you'll do this. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. Here lies the trick, ladies and gentlemen. I'm about to close. You see, the challenge is you want to fight your own way. And when you fight the enemy your own way, you will lose. You will become like the enemy. But when you fight the enemy the way of the Lord, you are winning. Giving your enemy just water. Take. He's not my enemy. Giving your enemy water. The Bible says you are piling coals. Eh? Not of water. Mm-mm. Not of bread, but of fire on them. And you don't see that because this is a faith thing. The challenge is we are too much in the flesh. We want to see the enemy die now. God doesn't kill like you. Mm -mm. He puts coals of burning fire on your enemy and you don't see it. All you need to do is to believe it. The things of the Lord are not here. They are here. That is faith. That's the power of faith. When I treat my enemies good, I don't even know the amount and the quantity of the coals. But the truth is, they have been piled. They are burning. They are drinking my water, but they are burning. <laughs> they are eating my food and wearing my clothes, but burning. And before you know them, they will be coming to you to say, I'm sorry. Or to say, tell me, can I come with you to church? And guess what? You have won the battle. Let's stop fighting in the flesh. Please deal with this anger, this, this temper, that no, 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 you don't do this to me. You want to fight, be born again, again, if you are still in that image. If you are still in that narrative, be born again, again today. For when you are truly born of the Spirit of God, you will be humble. You will try and walk in this. 
Hello. Do not overcome Sorry, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Ladies and gentlemen, even as I come to the close of my presentation this morning, we have one of the powerful, the most powerful weapons God has given us. It is called love. We can overcome the world. We can conquer any serpent coming your way. We can win all kinds of victories. When we learn to walk in love. Let me give you three things, then I close. Three things. Three things that you are going to gain from reading Romans chapter 12. Understanding love. Love is to be the guiding principle in Christian relationships. Not only with fellow believers, but with enemies as well. The guiding principle. In all relationships, be it business relationships, be, be it whatever relationships, it has got to be love. Not only with us here, but with your enemies. You will love your enemies. They will insult you and you will stand and say, hi, I love you. Goodbye. You will learn to keep quiet. Instead of shouting back. You learn to walk away. And go and cry alone. Rather than crying in public in front of your enemy. Let me give you a tip. Never give your enemy power over you. By breaking down in their presence. When they are trying to break you down. All you can do if you have wisdom is to walk away. And to break down. When you get to your home by yourself. <laughs> Not in, f in the presence of an enemy. You need to understand that your enemy is as afraid of you as you are afraid of them. Take advantage of showing something different. And something different is walking away. And something different is coming back tomorrow and say, Hi, my brother, how are you? I love you. Rather than keeping quiet. You have been here for so many months, I don't know. Maybe here, here among us, you are not talking to somebody because you think they stepped on your toes. Please wrap your toes and go and talk. Yeah, go and talk to the person. It's unchristian not to. It doesn't reflect well on the business of the cross and the Work that has been accomplished on the cross. Point number two. Number two says, instead of taking vigilance, vigilance ourselves, we should give it over into God's hand and thereby give place to wrath. God will exact vigilance, yeah, this word, at the final judgment or even in this life. Vigilance, vigilance, eh? Is that any silent or is noise? I'm not sure. <laughs> Listen, guys. God wants to avenge on your behalf. He will do it on judgment day, but he can still do it now. The reason why we are not seeing God's wrath when we are speckling with the enemy here on earth is we are taking God's position. We are avenging ourselves. Yeah? 
we, we are busy. We, you might not have beaten the person physically, but you are busy beating them up in your heart. Yeah? Your heart is so angry and so clouded, there is no room for God to come in and take your place and execute his wrath. And as a result, you think God is not there for you. He is there. He wants to take and demonstrate his wrath upon whoever or whatever, but you are standing in the way. Can I encourage you? Remove yourself. Puma. On the way, sugar. Stand aside and see the delivering power of your God. And see the wrath of your God. You don't know the God you worship. He will do it. Now and in the future. I don't want to wait for God's wrath over those who do all sort of wrong things in my country. I don't want to wait until judgment day. I desire to see it. In the days of my life. Then I can come and worship God with gladness. Yeah! Did you see God? He did it. Point number three. Because some people may remain violently opposed to us, there are times when all efforts towards peace fail. However, the Christian is to make certain that he or she is not at fault when peace breaks. Because your duty is to make peace with everyone. But there are people who will be always opposed to you. Muslims. Hindus, everyone else, isn't it? Yeah, you are not responsible for their anger. Yeah, you are not. But your duty is to make peace. If you have got a Muslim neighbor who is hostile, what do you do? Make peace. Don't move town. Make peace, isn't it? But if peace breaks, it must not be on you, but on them. You have done your duty to make peace as a Christian, but it failed. Take over, Lord Jesus. I've done all I could have done, and he takes over. Let's not be guilty ourselves as Christians for failing to make peace with one another, with our neighborhood with everyone else. Guys, the purpose of our journey, our walk as Christians is not to make enemies. It's to make peace. But in making peace, we will make enemies. Congratulations. Don't fight them. Let God fight for you. The assignment of your love is to love your enemies. It's not to revenge yourselves. That's the assignment of our love. We walk in perfect and the true love. Let's enjoy the fruits of it thereof. Let's enjoy it. And let's be excited about it. Hallelujah. Are you still loving me this morning? God bless you. God inspire you. If my preaching has been too short, it's because there is another service coming in. And uh, we are trying to manage time. But you can stay again for the second service. No problem. But guys, let's walk in love.
We are able. We can do it. We can turn the world around for Jesus. He's a God of love. Bless you all. Thank you.